0: Let's talk about black lives matter today we'll be addressing the importance and the crime behind black lives matter in canada stay tuned for details about the police brutality for blacks and indigenous people just a quick disclaimer if you have anything against this podcast kindly click out this is the judge free zone all about information sit back relax and enjoy the talk with Rochelle. Every day, more and more people ask the question, why? Why are we getting attacked? Why are my Black youths not striving and pushing to be the best that they can be? Why are these people attacking us? People that don't understand what's going on. The next generation that's coming up, we need to build a foundation that is stern and steady for them so that they know that we are all one, we are all equal. People that are living on the streets, people that have homes and are not feeling safe. We should not have a place in Canada or the GTA where it's dominantly only Blacks because they are troubled or they are troubled people. The government needs to reach out for them and ask them if they need help. Provide for the youths. Provide for Black people alone. Provide for them in a way that it makes it seem that they are not alone. Black people are tired of feeling alone and like they are left out. April 6th. 2020, a man named DeAndre Campbell was killed in his home. His family had made a call for him because he was lashing out. He had autism. He was a person with a disability. Mainly when you think about police officers, you think about them coming to protect our community, to protect our youth, to protect our young men, our Black women, everybody that is in a community. They're there to protect. A police officer is never known. Well, that's what they told us. They're never known to hurt but they're meant to protect our community. If someone is here with a disability and a police officer is called, the right thing to do is address the situation properly. This man was never addressed properly. He never got treated properly. He was shot and attacked before they even asked what was going on because they saw him lashing out and acting rudely because that is his disability. He has autism. His family doesn't even know what would they do if they seen a police attack their young youth. We need to start putting a stop to this police officers coming into your home and murdering your young people, murdering your families, your sons, your daughters, because that is not their job. Instead of paying them this high wage of something that they're not even doing a good job at, We need to start reducing their pays so that our people can actually get the justice that they need. If you're not doing the job, you do not deserve a high pay. You don't deserve something that is giving you this loyalty when you're not being loyal to your community. We see all over the news, the TVs, the schools, even schools are having police officers walk around because their students are troubled and they set police officers on their youth because they seem troubled, but they're not asking the question, why? Why are they acting like this? What can we do to better our youth? Why, why can't we just bring in like a mental health officer instead of an actual officer with guns and, not, and tasers? Instead of that, they use the actual police officers to threaten and scare our kids and our, our community. When it can always be resolved in a different way. One great thing that we see is on May 30, 2020, Many people came out because they were tired, they were mentally and physically drained of seeing youth die because of the guns of a police officer. It's not even gang-related anymore. It's more of our own officers of a different race, of a different color, killing another man or woman of a different color because of hate, because they were quote-unquote scared. But being scared isn't your job. You're supposed to protect, as I said before, but we know what police do. They always try to cover up stuff to make it look like they're the good guy and the person was the bad guy. But when we dig deeper and we have assignments and tests like this to speak about issues that are going on in our community, the truth comes out. And you see on a May 30, 2020, we had millions of people protesting and lots of marches in Toronto, all over the GTA, all over the world, All over Canada, everyone was stepping out and making their voice be heard because they're tired and they want justice. They put aside that racist vibe of, oh, I'm white and I have white privilege and I'm black and I'm broke or I'm black and I can't do anything but get into trouble with the police. We need to start breaking those stereotypes because everyone is equal and everyone is capable of their own thing. Everybody's unique in their own way. Might be the color of your skin, or your hair or your eyes or your facial features, everybody's the same. So from May 30th, 2020 to June 14th, 2020, people stepped out, everybody united together to stop police brutality and put a stop to hate crime towards black people. We wonder what our government can do in this topic or what they can do for the situation so that we can stop suffering and stop going through dramatic and historical things that keep on repeating itself and repeating itself. We keep on saying that racism is gone and everyone is equal, but we're not seeing that change. We need to put an end to, oh, this police officer is going to kill you because of the color of your skin, because everything has to end in gun violence. Not everything has to end in violence. Not everything has to end up with a family that loses a loved one because the police officer could not deal with the situation the way how they were supposed to deal with it. There's so many solutions to how police officers and the community can come together to change and make a safer environment for students, families that are new to the country, the generation below us and everybody that is living now. We can also start that by having a new training system for officers take that old mindset out of their head. You serve to protect and you're loyal to your community. That means that you ask questions before forcing violence or before putting in any form of violence that may even mean tasers or guns or even aggression physically towards a person. That could mean defending our democracy people around our community defending our democracy and speaking out about the things that they've come to realize in their community it can mean little things like speaking about what you've seen this neighbor do to another person to make your mayor or your principal or anybody that is a leader in your community see what they need to address with the people that are above them they have so much power to change what is going on economically with their people. We need to stop hiding the stuff that are going on from our community. Show the raw truth to the community. Tell them what is going on so that they are aware of how stuff are being handled. When they could be handled so much differently. Wrap this up because there's so much more to be said, but I'm just going to keep it short. Racism is not something that someone is born with. Racism is taught in the home, and many times families bring up that hate towards Black people or that hate towards Indigenous or other people that are not like them. So when we are young, kids don't look at the skin color of a person. They just see another kid. They just see another boy or girl ready to play with them, open-armed, willingly open. All that they have is so pure. And I wish that the whole community or everyone in the world could just be like that. And our community would be so much safer, so much calmer, and so much more peaceful. Thank you for tuning into this talk with me. Thank you for understanding my boundaries and my points that I've brought out. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast and we'll see you back once again. Bye.